Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 95 of Film Night. My name's Jack. And my name's Henry. And today we're going to be talking about Moonlight and Barden Barden. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, we do have to, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah, let me just... So, uh, I forgot, I'm not used to this. Richie, we, I, need, I need Richie here. Um, so, Henry, how has your week been? Good, Jack. Yes, thank you for asking. <laughs> good, good to hear it. Um, yeah, it's just two of us, isn't it? Yeah, just two of us. Um, Richie has been rehearsing just for us. Just for two of us. <laughs> Richie's been rehearsing for a play, which uh, he's begging us to go and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will go and see it. It's called Great Expectations. It's on Loud the Pavilion. I don't play it, Christ. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's on Loud the Pavilion uh, in a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah. If you're on the Far Coast, go and check it out. Mm. And Joe isn't here because. Why isn't Joe here? Oh, he's. His car's broken down or something. Yeah, he was on his way back from Oxford today. And there was a. There was a slight chance he'd make it, but yeah, his car is mm. isn't functioning for whatever reason. No. And I was going to pick him up, but he didn't get back in time. So unfortunately, just the two of us. Mm. Um, we can make it if we try. <laughs> we can make it if we try very hard. Uh, any anecdotes from the week? I mean, it's, I it's bloody busy at the moment. Yeah, busy, mate. Busy, busy, yeah. busy. Yeah, you need... So, sh- got jack shit to tell you, mate. Well, yeah. Well, jack shit to tell you, man. <laughs> We're just counting down the days, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Um, but I've got quite a... Well, it's not that village. It's just a bit random. Right. So so last night, as part of a uni... uni... This isn't the tennis story, is it? No. Oh, <laughs> I won't say that. <laughs> oh, no, God, no. Um, <laughs> but no, that's this... One, that's one for off air. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, so basically last night... Because th- this was actually meant to be recorded last night, and I wasn't mm. meant to be in this mm. episode. But... For whatever reason, it got changed. I can't remember now. But last night, I was filming for uni, and me and two other guys had to go to Blackburn to film an ice hockey team because they won the won their league. Hmm. And you know, we're encouraged to do like original stories for this broadcast Newsday thing, blah blah blah. And so we went, and they don't train until half ten, which is just PM. half ten at night, which is just insane. Twenty thirty hours. Yeah, and they don't finish twenty two thirty hours. <laughs> yeah, and they don't finish till midnight. Jesus. So I don't I don't know why they do it. Um, surely there's a better time they could have found. But anyway, that's what they do. So we have to go with it. And so so I picked up Aiden, who lives really near to our to our uni, and then Zaki, the other guy, was going to meet us there because he lives in Blackburn. Anyway, so pick him up. That was all fine. And then on the way back, we didn't start after like almost half twelve back home. Roads are absolutely dead. But I've got my sat nav out on the way back from Blackburn because yes, I already picked him up, but I still wasn't quite sure where it was. And uh, so I was using that, and then as we got closer to home, obviously Aiden started to recognise it, and he was able to direct me. But I still had the satnav on, mm. and so I was sort of watching my satnav and following it. But then occasionally Aiden would pitch in and say, "Oh, just turn right here; it's quick or whatever." Yeah. And then that happened on a couple of occasions where he'd all of a sudden say, "Oh, you can go here. Actually, it's much quicker." Right. And he, he he always said it pretty last minute, so I was like, you know, turning pretty late. Yeah. And this, and it just so happened that on two occasions, this happened in quick succession. Like in the space of five minutes, it happened twice, where I'd suddenly sw- switch lanes or right. go around a roundabout last minute or something. And uh, there was a car behind me, and it turns out it was a police car. <gasps> and obviously, I didn't realise this. And it had seen both of the incidents. J- obviously, coincidence just so happened that it saw both of them. And then after the second one, 
swung around this roundabout quite, you know, it was bad, it was bad. But I thought the roads are dead, so I, I, I just went for it. How far away was the police car? Quite close behind me. And then I... You can tell it was a police car. Well, no, it, <laughs> it's pitch black, and there's no, it wasn't like, there was, no, I had right. no idea. Right. So, and then all of a sudden, obviously, it's lights come on. Oh, God. I know, and it... It's so weird when you actually get pulled over because you never think it's going to happen, and it's never happened before. And I hope it never happens again. And so yeah, all of a sudden his lights come on, and I, I suddenly just think, <laughs> "Oh shit!" Like, is that for me? Because obviously my initial reaction is, "Oh, is that for me?" Room's empty. Well, I know this is obviously then it clicked. <laughs> but my first, my very first reaction within a second of the lights going off are, "Oh, I'll just pull over and let him past." But then yeah, you thought he was going to go to calls. Yeah, but then I obviously realised right the road's dead. It's it must be me, like, oh mm. shit. And Aiden's like, he, to be fair, he dealt with it really well and he was like calming me down saying, oh, don't worry, have you got your licence? Yeah, that's fine then. And, um... Why and, you shit yourself? Well, a little bit, even though I knew I'd not really done anything wrong because I didn't actually think about what I'd just done about the quick turn. Yeah. So in my head, I'm going through, like, what could it be? It might be a random breathalyzer. If, yeah. if it is, that's fine. I've not had any drink. Uh, maybe one of my lights has gone out and I've not noticed... Something or maybe I'll just flung around that corner. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I just didn't even think about that. And then, so we, so we pull over. Officer walks up, <laughs> window down. You know, just sort of smile. Good evening. You know, the, the, the classic sort of. Yeah. Good evening, officer. Um, to be fair, he's a really nice guy, really friendly, and just sort of says, "Where are you off to tonight?" And so we said, "Oh, I'm just dropping my mate off home. We're coming back from doing some filming for uni work." And he says, "All right. So do you know where he lives?" And Aiden says, yeah, it's on whatever road it is. Mm. Right, okay, so what? So you know where you're going then? And I said, well, and I said, well, sort of, but I've got my, my sat nav as well. And he said, right, so how come the past couple of, in two minutes, I've just seen you swerve quite last minute to take another corner? And I, and, I, and then it clicked like, oh, shit, I did, didn't I? That was pretty bad. And I thought, yeah. And I told him I was half looking at the sat nav and half listening to him, and he was like, right, well, that's fine, just... I know the roads are dead, but just be careful because it's re- it's quite dangerous. Blah blah blah, and that was the end of it. And it was really nice. The whole yeah. thing, the whole thing must have lasted about a minute in total. Yeah. But obviously, you know, you, you do start to get a bit nervous because you don't know what it's for. But that was it, and then we just drove off, and he followed us for about five minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> for those five minutes, I was being so up. careful. Yeah. I was like, twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, literally perfect driving, and then he just turned off, and that was it. But yeah, weird. So well, yeah, I've been, been breathalysed before. Have you? Yeah. Oh, wait, you didn't tell me that. Was that what was that for? Breath, random, random testing. Um, yeah. Do you know if you ever drove past them and they sort of set up at night? Oh yeah. Yeah. What and they just lights on and yeah. Well, no, no, no. You'll sort of drive into it and they slow you down and tell you to go. Oh. All right. Because I driving thirty six mile an hour, so I was driving over, I was driving too fast, and they said, "Oh, just pull over." Is there have you drink tonight? I said, "Yeah, I've had a pint." <laughs> Were you only back on the way back from somewhere? Yeah, I was on the way back from the pub. Right. But obviously, I had a drink, but not too much. It's lucky. But even then, even then, I don't know what you mean. You get a bit nervous, don't you? What? You know, I've done nothing wrong. It was lucky then that you had only had. Well, I won't drive if I. Well, I know, I know. Because you know, I'm not like some people. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Who would who would do that? Yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway. Yeah. That's another story. But that's my little village tale from last night. Oh, well, that sounds very village. Um, yeah. Running with the law. <laughs> yeah. Five O. Yeah, that's two members of film that now. <laughs> Right, let's crack on though, because it is quite late. Mm. We are talking about Moonlight tonight. Now, it must be said, yes, 
okay, we're quite behind with this, aren't we? Because this film actually came out. Let me have a look. One, two, three, almost three tomorrow, three weeks ago. Right. So three weeks ago tomorrow, this film came out. So isn't it on a re-release in the UK now? Yeah, but we say re-release. I never once saw it on our listings. No. So I don't know. You know, maybe around London it was out, but it wasn't round out. No. Which is really weird. On these ends. Because they were even advertising it and um, as part of their awards season, Odeon. Mm. So, for whatever reason, we didn't get to see it. That's why it's a bit late. Um, but, you know, I think it's better to do it than not do it. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I know we were very keen to see it, you know, because uh, it obviously won Best Picture. And not just for that, I think it just... Oh, I thought La La Land did, didn't it? <laughs> God. Wait, is it not... Wait, are we not reviewing... Oh, La La Land, yeah. No? Well, we spoke about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, was that last week? Yeah, we mentioned that debacle at the Oscars last week. That was just laughable, but not just because that. Like, it, you know, I'd, I'd seen the trailer a couple of times, and it genuinely looked quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was very keen to see it. It's just a shame that it's just me and you. It is, yeah. But let's crack on. So this is Moonlight, and it's directed by Barry Jenkins, and it stars. Here we go: Mahershala Ali, Naomi Harris, Janelle Monae, Trevante Rhodes, Ashton Sanders. Andre Holland, Alex Hibbert, Jaden Piner, Sharif Earp, and Jarell Jerome. Here's a clip. All right. Water for me and a little gin for you. <laughs> Boy, please. I know wine used to give you that gin, but we ain't doing that up in here, shout it. You don't think my joke was funny? What's wrong? Nothing. You good? No. I ain't seen good. And you ain't it. And stop putting your head down in my house. You know my rule. It's all love and all pride in this house. You feel me? I can't hear you. Do you feel me? Yeah. Okay. I feel you. Alright. And the synopsis is a chronicle of the childhood adolescent. Oh shit. <laughs> Richie, so we need you. Come on, you bitch. <laughs> it's playing a video. Okay, start again. And the synopsis is a chronicle of the childhood, adolescence, and burgeoning adulthood of a young black man growing up in a rough neighbourhood in Miami. Alright, smooth. Very smoothly done. So, Henry, what did you think of the Best Picture 2017 winner, Moonlight? La La Land. Um, I've already done that. One. God. Yeah, same joke twice, not as funny, is it? Um, okay, Moonlight. I was a bit apprehensive going into the screening. I was very apprehensive. Because it's one Best Picture, and mm. because... Nine times out of ten, you, you go and see a movie that the critics are raving about, media's raving about, everyone's talking about it, mm. and it just doesn't meet the level. Yeah. And you, you, you come out of the screen and you come out of the cinema and you think, have I just seen a different film? Not justified at all. I know. And, and um, that's why I quite like to avoid reading stuff usually. Hmm, but yeah. with this, you couldn't avoid it. It was everywhere. Well, this was everywhere. And you're especially right. Especially with the Oscars as yeah. well. So it was sort of timed it quite well, actually, mm. in terms of yeah. seeing it now. And by Jove did it deliver um, what, I think it's a masterpiece I thought it was an absolute masterpiece 
one of the best films I've, I've seen for a long time. Well, mm. since Transporting Bullet. <laughs> one of the best films I've seen in the last couple of weeks because we've seen some shite recently. We really have. Um, yeah, yeah. And like La La Land is, has as well. Obviously, they're both released at a similar time in America. I can see why they've been rave, raved about it because it's just so different, isn't it? So different. And oh yeah. That is that film is that's what a way to tell a story. Mm. It's storytelling at its finest, and we've got to take our hat off to Barry Jenkins. Direct, directed it, wrote it as well. What a what a way to tell a story. Um, yeah, to go through this guy's life in, in three different stages mm. was incredible to see. And you know, we we saw Logan last week. It was nearly touching on two and a half hours long. This wasn't even two hours. And I could have sat there for another hour. I, I was yeah. so engaged. I could have just followed I, him. Yeah, for for ages. Yeah, I could have, I could I could have stayed in each chapter, each version of him for yeah. hours and hours. Yeah, I thought it was just incredible. It was so well done, and I, so well done. And I think that's the beauty of it. You know, each of the stories stands up so well on its own two feet that they mm. could each of them easily be a feature length film. Mm. Mm. Same way as Doctor and Animals was, it was mm. a completely different film, but yeah. same sort of um, idea, same sort of way of st- storytelling. Yeah, but with, but with that one, the the story in the desert, you know, the fictional book, mm. that was that it, it that was actually much more interesting than seeing Amy a, Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah. Whereas this, I wouldn't really say there was a weak section. No, I, I wouldn't say it was a weak actor. I wouldn't say it was a weak performance. There's nothing weak about this film at all. Mm. At all, the, the three mains who played what, Sharon. Sharon, each of them was outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. The little dude, the guy who played little, little, yeah, little, literally. What performance from him? And yeah, again, he... I refer back to Logan. I had one of my big, biggest criticisms of, of Logan was the dire face acting of, of the young girl. Whereas with little Alex Hibbert, Alex Hibbert, shout out to you. He didn't speak for a while, well, and he was going down that sort of. I thought he was going to go down that Logan road, <laughs> um, but to his credit, I mean, are any kids watching out there? That's how you. That's how you act physically. Um, yeah, the physical acting from him and the facial expression for him, superb before, um, and you can just tell, can't you? You can just tell that Barry Jenkins, in this, in the same way. Uh, that Shane Meadows did with This Is England. He's handpicked everyone he wants in this film, and he, he's nurtured them and mm. he's put in his performances Naomi Harris I didn't know she could act like that that's career best performance she was she was incredible and I, I, she I, was incredible and the only thing I've seen her in is the Bonds which is and awful. Collateral Beauty oh fucking hell I knew there was an no but to be fair like, in that film she was alright no I, she wasn't no the film was crap but I actually thought she was alright oh. no but I do agree I was, yeah. no way near no no, no yeah she, and, uh, she's amazing in this Ma, what's it called Maharashtra Mahashala Ali. Mahashala Ali, who I've he's in House of Cards actually. Um, yeah, so I've, I've I seen him. In that. A, yeah, so I've so I've, I've seen him in in a, something I, else. I heard that he was yeah. not a main character, but he's quite a big character in Kevin Spacey's uh, government. But <laughs> nothing like the, the no. character in Moonlight. Nothing like it at all. Again, a great great performance. Well, he um, just he just had this aura about him, didn't yeah. he? Uh, and again, you know. See why he won the best supporting Oscar. You can, you can. Although I, going into it, did you actually know that it was like three parts? I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I didn't really know because I'm trying to avoid as much as I yeah. can, like you said before. So, although uh, yes, 
a, a full, thoroughly deserving winner of the award. I was a bit surprised. Yeah, I think we should save that for later. Okay. That's a bit spoilery. Okay. <laughs> but no, yeah, a fantastic performance from him, and I completely agree with you. Mm. It was a more ensemble piece. There wasn't a yeah. there wasn't a lead. Everyone um, was absolutely fantastic, and you know the the final Sharon, the the oldest one. Mm. Trevante. So you mean Coach Jackson, fifty-seven? Yeah, fuck it. I actually, for a second, thought he was. Yeah, that was it's, it's, it's uncanny. It was, wasn't it? I mean, he could earn so much money as simply being a fifty-cent lookalike. But like you do because then any bankrupt fifty-cent. <laughs> it wasn't one. Point. Yeah, but no, this Trevante guy who played who played the eldest version of Sharon, mm. he he was incredible as well. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And just to sort of give my overall thoughts on the film. Yeah, absolutely stunning. Um, I can completely see why it won Best Picture. And I, I, last year, obviously, you had the whole Oscar So White controversy. Yeah. But I don't... This is not... Right, yeah, because this is something I was going to bring up. This is not won. Because it because of that. black. No. This this is completely on merit. I mean... Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, right, La La Land and Moonlight are two completely different films in just the story and the storytelling and what have you. Both deserving of best picture. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. This this is a much if La La Land would have won, I'd been very disappointed. I would have been very having seen this now. Having seen this now, yeah. Two great films, yes, but this is just mm. on another level. And what's so great about them is, you know, you mentioned earlier, they are so different to what yeah. you see. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you could, I saw it twice. You go, La Land, yeah, yeah. Got better on a second watch. Mm. And I'd love to see this again. Oh, yeah. but I mean, get you know, you, get, you go to the cinema these days, and there's. N- there's nothing out there like this. No. You know... Especially as we creep... We are creeping very close towards blockbuster season. Oh, yeah. Now, and, aren't we? And, and this is the this is the thing. The shittest time of the year. This is why, you know, we were so keen to see it, because if you miss this, it's not as if... You know, with superhero films, you know, you miss Logan. It's all right, because the next X-Men film's out soon. <laughs> you miss Moonlight. You know, when's the, when's the next time you're going to see a film like this? It's no. just so original. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the way the way they told it with, told it with the three... Almost short stories mm-hmm. woven into one. I mean, it's not like I'm sure it's been done before. Well, have you ever seen Boyhood? No. It's um, Richard Linklater film. All right. Um, it's nearly three hours long. I've, I've not seen it. It's on my watch list on Netflix. But similar structure. But actually, well, in terms of well, it's all white cast. Ethan Hawke's in it. <laughs> Village. But it's actually filmed over a twelve-year period, and it follows this kid. Oh. So oh, his yeah. kid starts as a sort of a twelve-year-old or something, and goes all the way through. Oh, I think I might have heard of that. Um, I've yeah. heard loads about it, but never seen it because it's mm. Richard Linklater. Obviously, he's yeah, name, he? um, but I've not seen that. Um, right, and I thought it sort of, but I've heard a lot about it. So I thought, it's, yeah, it sort of it's a off, it's a very very effective way, I think, to to tell a story because if you want to show this character and if you want to sort of focus on this one character, mm. it's so hard to kind of give because obviously. With, the best way to do it is, you know, if if as a director, if you're able to show him from being a young boy yep. to being a man, you know, there's so much you can do with the character. Mm. But obviously, in a normal structure, you just can't do it. You haven't got the time. This is the perfect way to actually to do it. And and I think, you know, you look at the subject matter. You know, there's it's looking at a gay black man mm. who's grown up in horrendous poverty. You know, his mum's a... What's she on? Heroin or something? Crack. Crack, whatever. You know, he's grown up in these appalling conditions. 
And you, and you might look at that and think, if you've not seen it, you might think, well, how can I relate to this film? But it's but it's so... Well, it reminded me a lot of my childhood, actually, so <laughs> it was quite similar to growing up from my end, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> the hell you like that one? Yeah. <clears throat> Christ, sorry, listeners. I've, if you can't tell, I have got a cough. Um, but I do think... You don't have to be gay to appreciate his struggle. You don't have to be black or you don't have to have lived through poverty. No, you just have to be human. You just have to be human. And I think this film is very universal, actually. I think anyone can go in, watch this, and just be taken away and just be... On the flip side, though, I would say that some people will watch it and just think, what was that? I really would. Some I really would. I mean, some people, some people who are just, well, definition of melts. Yeah, well, just yeah. just watch it and just not like it. Or whatever. I guess. I think I think if you're a film fan and you can appreciate good storytelling, mm. you will definitely appreciate this film because like you said at the start, it is a storytelling masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But if you're just gonna if you're not really um, well up on your films or you perhaps cinema isn't your type of thing that you, you know you don't you don't go to the cinema a lot like we do or you just go in because you've seen it on the news and oh it's won the Oscar, I'll go and see it, then okay, you might th- you might walk out and think why has that got all the praise it's getting? Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of other notes I just made. Um, well, I'm gonna, I mean, just to sort of back your point up there. Oh, yeah. You can really tell that it's it's, it's t- small budget film. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere because, as we said earlier, it's just been hard to avoid it. It had a budget of under hundred thousand pounds or something like that. No, something like that. It might. It was a tiny budget. Says here 1.5 million. Ah, right, well, but that's million, still. Then. But you know, in, in today's. Yeah, and it is, imagine what it's turned out in box office now. You can bear that to something like one La million La La pound budget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just think of any other film that's out there at the moment. Yeah. It'll, it'll be trumped by that. Yeah. And you can tell. You can just tell that it's just got this feel of it. It's just being such a well-made piece, and. Yeah. The shots, the cinematography, the colour, they're so bright. It was it was bright and I actually loved how it was shot and I don't know what it was about the colour. It was just mm. almost like it had a filter on that that made it more vibrant. Exactly. And I love I love that when we watched Lockstock the other week. That always looks yellow. The way it's yeah, shot. That's it's, weird, yeah. So it's something to do with the film that we used or something. Yeah. It's it's shot in this really weird way, but it's consistent throughout. With bits. Yeah. It was shot in yeah, it felt like they'd just turned up the contrast or something. Mm. It was all so bright and not in a not in a bad way. I mean, yeah. in a great way. I love I, I love the all of the settings. I loved the the clothes. The car was it looked amazing. Mm. You know, the music, the soundtrack. The interesting thing about the soundtrack is it was just so, how many different genres did we get? Yeah, all sorts. We had everything in there. But I think that sort of symbolises the change for three generations of yeah yeah you know, um, of Charon of Charon. Yeah, and, and let's let's talk about now more specifically the story of Chiron. Okay, because in in each in each chapter of his life, obviously he was he was called a different name, wasn't he? So we had mm-hmm. chapter one little, chapter two was Chiron, and then chapter three was Black. Mm. And um, it was a very very moving very moving story. Um, oh yeah, there were a lot of scenes where you you really felt the emotion, you really felt the struggle. And I also liked the variation of the techniques used by Barry Jenkins because you had, there was a lot of scenes where, I mean, generally this film was quite, it wasn't dialogue heavy, 
No. The actors had to carry a lot of the weight on simply physical acting. Yeah. And they all nailed it. But then, every so often, you would get quite a long five-minute scene of a conversation, or you might get that. There was that technique he used when it was like a, it was like a slow-mo between Little and his mum. Mm. You know, she screamed at him. You didn't hear her. But it was like a slow mo. Yeah, it was good. That there was sure. there was a lot of very very techni- techniques used, and um, all of them came together to make this yeah incredibly moving piece of, piece of cinema. And and Phil worked at the right time, though I thought. Yeah, and he even used a rewind. You see, they replayed that scene. Yeah, she walked yeah, she back, walked back yeah, out. Yeah. So there were a lot of different ways that he that he went about it, and it could have been too much, and it it could have almost got to the point of. Us thinking like, you know, can, can he not just settle on a on a style? Hmm. But yeah. I, but I think it kind of reflects the story as well. As Sharon is going through these different, like you said, yeah, going through these different times of his life, different styles are used. So the the first section, little, I'd say that was the most vibrant. Mm. Like there was more color there. Yeah. And then, um, as you got towards the end, when he's in Georgia and he's the eldest version of himself, it's much darker. Um, so it was reflected in his life and I think the one that I, I, if I had to pick my favourite of the three I think I liked well I, I loved them all but I did love the high school one because that was really hard hitting that yeah I, I agree with you I mean what he went through it's just it it was really quite quite brutal and very moving and mm. there was certain scenes there which just really took me away that scene when they're sat on the beach having the joint just incredible yeah. acting yeah just acting it just—I just felt like I was watching a real conversation between two lads. You know, the, the young lad who played Kevin in in that middle section, mm-hmm. Jarrell, whatever he was called, brilliant. Come on, do some service. Brilliant, brilliant young actor, and he actually carried that scene because he was the one who had most of the lines. Mm. And mm. but that scene was just incredible, and obviously, especially as well before before the beach scene, Jarrell Jerome. Jarrell Jerome, shout out to you. But before that scene, when he was bragging to Chiron about banging some chick underneath in the him. corridor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So you had you had that side of him when it's just went to quite a bit of detail, yeah. And then um, but I think we should get on spoilers in a bit, but I don't. I think we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have I'm to struggling now. Can't not talk about it. Um, should we just get on to now then. Yeah, That's so it. we're gonna talk spoilers now. If you don't want to hear any any uh, spoilers, then. I'm sure Richie will have put in the description when they will end. Mm. So three, two, one, skip. I I just want to just backtrack a bit just before we proper dive into them. Mm. Just to your point that you were just making before about the different techniques used in the three different stages of his life. Mm. And I agree with you. The script, the, what you were seeing visually, it was at his brightest point. You want to call it that when he was younger, the youngest character. And I think yeah, when it got towards the last chapter, Black. It was very darker, and the contrast between Little and Chiron—I thought it was the same bloody kid. They looked so yeah. similar to each other. That's, Unbelievable! That's, it's uncanny. That's brilliant uncanny. casting. Uncanny. Perfect casting. The diff- I thought it was the same bloke. It was unbelievable, and that was sort of what I was saying then about Boiled earlier. I thought we filmed it, you know, sort of ten years later or something. Yeah, he looks so much like it him. was, and then you get this <clears throat> massive contrast between chapter two and chapter three. Completely different. He goes from Chiron to Fifty Cent. He's been hitting the gym hard. Yeah, not been given any meals. Yeah, not been given leg day. And he's <laughs> an absolute unit. 
Yeah. And I think he he built himself up to be this big heavy guy, and and he said that he, um, that he got trapped on and he's on the street and um, his gold teeth and his flash car and his bling. It was all the facade. It was all yeah. something he just protected himself because he still even at that point of his life wasn't comfortable in his you, own skin. You could see that, and and that's all credit to the actor Trevante Rhodes because. You know, because we've yeah. seen what he was like as a young lad. Imagine if you'd just seen him in that fashion from the start. Mm. Your first thought is, right, this is a big guy. He's a drug dealer. You don't mess with him. Yeah. But I never saw him that way. Of course I didn't because of what I've seen. And all three had the same traits. They had, they did that slow nodding. Yeah, they, they had the same much. They, uh, all, the, all the traits were there. And that... I just believed the characters so much. Mm. Like the acting really was so good. I just believe each each separate actor who played who played Sharon, it was I was absolutely believing that this was the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, but one but backing him all the way though, as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Just completely behind him every step of the way. Mm. I mean how many times have you seen a film where the main character is just oh god, I just cannot stand them. Yeah, and you just you're not interested. You're mm. not engaged at all. Yeah, they're trying to get the filmmakers trying to make you get an emotional connection to, and you're just not buying it. You just don't believe it. Whereas with this, it's a complete opposite of that. It really is. Mm. And yeah, it's testament to not only the actors but to Barry Jenkins as well. And yeah, completely agree with what point you just made there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to ask you about the language used. I'm not talking about the N word. I mean. A lot of street talk and a lot of fast yeah. pace. I wouldn't call it mumbling. I'd say sometimes it's quite hard to pick things up. Yeah, and when, were... especially when we got into the chapter, the third chapter, and he's in the diner talking to Kevin. Oh yeah, and he sort of explains like, what you're doing, and he said, "Well, right, well, yeah." And it, it, the way he described it, the way he said it, wasn't in a conventional way. How I would say it to you, it was said in a sort of a street way, mm. and said in a in mm. a different way to how you know Joe Bloggs would say it yeah. so what do you think about it? I mean, it wouldn't make sense if he'd have just gone on a massive monologue I mean he was in fitting with the films yeah. in fitting with the characters and what have you but I can see some people not us but some people just thinking oh, what's he saying I don't get it or I don't understand just it really just because he, he, he'd not seen yeah. a lot of films sort of set in the Bronx or whatever mm. you know, you're not sort of familiar with just really struggling to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I see how people could get lost in it. I can definitely... Especially if you're a 50-year-old oh, God. white man yeah. from Blackpool. You, I can't even imagine it. <laughs> yeah. It must just be absolute jargon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, But yeah, I can completely understand why people might, might really struggle mm. with that. But so it wasn't a problem for me. I've quite... The only time it was a problem was, like you said, there were a few scenes when he... I thought it was a bit too quiet. Yeah, yeah. There was so, a lot of quietness throughout the film. Yeah. And, 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 and it needed to be quiet mm. to fit the scene. Mm. Yeah, and that's his character. He's a shy guy. Yeah. But obviously, when you've got that coupled with some street talk, it's, you know, I didn't pick up everything, but I picked up all the important stuff. Yeah. And and it just all it did was add to the to the authenticity of it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it just helped me really believe the story, mm-hmm. really believe the characters. I don't know. I, I think that's you've got to give a lot of credit to the scriptwriter. Which was it, Barry Jenkins? I oh. uh, said written by. I don't know who did the right. screenplay. Well, you've got to give a lot of credit to whoever did the, did the screenplay because it did feel incredibly real. Mm. It ne- it never once felt like they were reading off a script. I don't I don't know if there was um, some improv in there. Maybe there was, but 
and also that's obviously credit to the actors, but the sc- the screenplay was so genuine. Oh yeah, and 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 it's it's exactly the type of conversations that you would see in, in the Miami Street, mm-hmm. and you know, the whole film. That that's what I loved. One of the biggest things that I felt felt whilst watching it was that I honestly just felt like it was a hundred percent real. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a documentary, and like you said, it, it's almost like it's a documentary that's been filmed. 10 years apart yeah. each section and they've re-caught up with him and this is him now it was just so so real and Naomi Harris really helped with that um, her character and th- those conversations she was having there was a, there was yeah let's 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 talk about her for a bit then because there was quite a few scenes as I said at the top I mean she was my god I, I didn't know she could act like that I really couldn't because what what we've seen her in yeah I've was she up for? Did she get Oscar nominated for best supporting female? She must have done I th- for that. Film. I think. She, yeah, no, she, she must have done. Yeah, she, she didn't win it, but did she? No, she was. Not, Ola Davis won it. Mm, she was nominated. Mm. Um, well, we're not seeing fences, have we? So we can't really comment. But no, but I'd be surprised if it's as good as that. But I mean, she was incredible, and and <clears throat> she had a, she had a few scenes mm. in each section. That's another thing I've not even mentioned. What I loved about it is. Obviously, certain characters were with Sharon throughout. Yeah. Well, we need to talk about uh, my Ma- Ma- Charlotte Alley then, because we need to yeah. those now, don't we? Yes. Some characters were with him throughout. <clears throat> Other characters were in certain sections of his life and not others. Yeah. And that's what happens. Some some people you know all your life. Others you see, you mm. spend time with them, and then they leave mm. for various reasons. And and that just another another thing that just added to the whole gen- genuine uh, feel of it. Yeah. But going back to Naomi Harris, she had two or three scenes in each section, and they were all acted absolutely incredibly. And I read, I actually read that she did all of her scenes. Uh, she had to do in three days because three days. Yeah, because she she couldn't get a visa. Um, <laughs> she couldn't get the right visa, so she couldn't stay in the country long at all. So they said, right, we're gonna have to do it all in three days, just your scenes. My God, well, that's just so she's just got she's just rocked up. Even more kudos to her then. She's rocked up. She's banged out those incredible oh, scenes and she's gone in three days. And she was just... It felt like she really got into that character. Yeah, that is unbelievable. The accent was perfect. perfect. Didn't, didn't 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 go once. And I was... I was When she first popped up, I thought, what the hell? Mm. Just because of the track record, what I've seen her in. <clears throat> Did you not know she was in it? No. All right. No. Yeah. Um, but each... Every single sheen... Sheen? Sheen. Every single... That film passenger is really good. <laughs> Every single scene she was in, I was really either touched emotionally, or yeah. or I was think, or I was really feeling for. Well, in all of them, I was really feeling for Sharon. Oh God, yeah, it just shows what. But my my emotions were heightened every single time I saw her. Yeah, well, it's all what drugs do to you, isn't it? And yeah, you know, you smoke crack every day of your life. That's what happens to you. And in, that- in the early years, she was just a. Oh, I, I hated her. Hated her, and every time Margaret, my, oh, what's his face, Ali came and dropped him off at her house. She was like, didn't want to let him in. Didn't want to. Before he was a stranger, didn't and thank like, him. What's didn't... this guy doing with my kid? Yeah, when she's something out the back shooting up with some random dude. Yeah, um, and then by the end of the film, by the third chapter, she's this frail, ill woman who rehab loves her son. Yeah, just. So sorry for everything that she put him through. Mm. And again, another great, great scene when he goes and visit visits her. Incredible. And and, and I can't it, believe I've done three days. That's that's shocked me. 
stunned me. Actually. Yeah, and and yeah, that's oh, that's mental. Every scene Naomi Harris was in was just superb. But that that final scene mm. with um, with uh, Sharon at his oldest mm. was incredible because she's she's telling him, "Look, I do love you, despite everything that happened. I do love you," and and he can't. He accepts it, but he can't. He obviously can't can't forgive her for all that no. she's done. No. And it just carried so much emotion that scene. And well, it's because she shaped who he is today, in a way. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and then that scene when she's demanding money off him as a teenager. Oh God, that was not that hard to watch. It was very hard to watch. <sighs> and, but that, that, and that's but that's the that's the harsh reality of life in those on the streets, mm-hmm. and you just can't believe what's what's on the you. What was he? I mean, how old was he in that section? Sixteen, something like that. Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. You know. Was in high school, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've been 16. So maybe. going through stuff like that at that age, and it happens, it's just, you can't fathom it. Mm. Um, and then obviously he's being bullied, he's getting called, you know, faggot. Mm. Oh, that was another, I keep thinking, the scene in the first section when he's little, yeah. and he talks to him, and he talks to, <clears throat> and he talks to Ali, and he's, and, he, and he's asking, like, do you sell drugs? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then he, clock, and he clocks that yeah, my mum's my, my the way she is, because of the dr- because of the drugs you give her, and he just walks off and oh, broke my heart that did. Yeah, well, let's t- let's talk about him then while we're in the spoiler bit. Yeah, you're quite right. I mean, yes, he won the best supporting uh, actor, character, yeah. ask, actor role of the Oscars, but he was in it for such a short period of time. Yeah, you you could have given that. Yeah, you know, if 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 he's a supporting actor, quote, then you could have given it to any of them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly, because he's got he got such little screen time, but what he did mm, in that time that he had mm, was was quite amazing, really. And when, yeah, as I said before, I mean I've seen him in House of Cards, nothing nothing like this, but not a role like this, not at all. And his performance was outstanding, outstanding. Yeah, it really was. When he confronts Naomi Harris in the car, yep, yep, and you can tell that Barry Jenkins, I mean, sort of. Kill him off. He wasn't. He wasn't scared to to do that. You'd think no. you've got a talented, talented actor like him on your on your hands, and you're making this great thing. And you'd you'd think you want to keep him in it. You know what I mean? because mm. he he played such a for a short time he was in his life. He played such a key role in his life. Well, and, he was a he father kept, figure. Wasn't he, he? Well, yeah, exactly. He was his father figure because he kept on visiting. Mah- 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 what's his fucking name? Mahashala Ali. What's what's the character name? Guan. Guan. Guan's wife. Yeah. He, he visited her when he was in his teens. Yeah. And and as well, when we get into the third chapter, Black. Do you not think? Yeah, he looks a lot like Fifty Cent, but he looked a lot like Guan. Very much. So, yeah, he yeah. had the sort of the headband, the bandana, the bling, and yeah. the little little crown in his on his car bonnet. Yeah, all those things that he had, and you could tell that even though he was in his life for not a lot, he had such an he had such an impact, such an impact, such an influence, and yeah, and, and again, going back to the writing, the he didn't tell you every little detail of what had happened in between each chapter. Mm. They left it up for you to decide, and there was so much more I wanted to know about each little bit. I know, and this is what I mean. This is what you said before. You could have watched three different films about three different sections. Yeah, you could have had and a tr- the, trilogy. There was so much stuff I wanted to know 
and you just had to work out in your head what has happened in that 10 year time the team last time you saw Kevin and now and yeah I mean we sort of allude to what he's been through but we don't tell you definitively and some things you've, been, you've got you've got just got to make it up for yourself and you've got to think about what he did mm. and yeah sort of killing killing off Guam just said yeah last time I saw her she was at the funeral <laughs> oh at his funeral and yeah yeah, yeah okay uh, it just didn't mess around. Just drop, just, drop one just, line just drop in. it in there straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, my favourite scene, and I know we're getting onto it yet, but might as well talk about it because we're in the spoilers, is the da- in the diner. And oh. we, we haven't even mentioned the, the, Kevin act, the actor who plays the eldest Kevin. Yeah, but he, he was, again, he, he was superb. Just and, um, Andre Holland. Andre Holland. Um, brilliant performance from him. Yeah. Just another great scene. And... Yep, yeah, you said before about um, scenes going on for long. I mean, that, that felt like a long time during that diner. It was, it was the majority of the third act, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that diner scene. Yeah, um, but it, 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 I wasn't at one point thinking, "Oh, come on, get on with it." I was, I no, was, no. All I was think I was thought like I was someone else eating a meal in that diner. Yeah, and I was just eavesdropping, and it was incredible. I mean, the chemistry and. I mean, after 10 years as well, we've both been in jail. We've both been locked up for, again, for things we don't really know. We're not really told fully what we've both done. Yeah. And it's just outstanding. Outstanding acting. It was. It really, really was. Yeah. And and, and that, yeah, the, the scene in the diner, it just, you know, I mentioned earlier that a lot of it was really quite moving. And mm. for me, that was probably the most moving because they're reconnecting after this decade or however long it is. Yeah. And... You know, when when you think about the history they've got, mm. he Kevin is the only guy, and, and when he that revelation at the end when he tells him, "You're the only guy that's ever touched me, mm. and I've not touched anyone since." Yeah, and 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 the yeah, you know, he's gone through his whole life still not knowing who he is. Yeah, and and they've they've got such a connection, yeah. and they've been through so much, and then they reconnect, and they're just sat opposite each other, catching up. Well. Well, he's listening to Kevin. He's 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 still very very shy. But when Kevin said he's had a child, I thought at that point, that's, I didn't expect that one to come at all. No, no, no. Um, yeah, that actually, yeah, sort of a surprising revelation. Yeah, that was, and you could and you could sort of see on on Sharon's face, like his face dropped, didn't it? Yeah, he he couldn't believe it either. <laughs> but um, it was just everything about that scene was just was perfect because of how subtle it was and how there was no overacting there was no OTT lines it, you know e- even though it is this quite big reunion in a way mm. it's all downplayed um kevin is kevin's carrying the scene because he he can see straight away that, he, that Sharon's not comfortable so he's just being being friendly with him getting him this meal mm. getting him the drink and then he tries to slowly open him up as the evening goes on until it's just them two left. Mm. And then oh, when he turns up, when he puts that song on, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a brilliant moment. Yeah, because you're just waiting. Like, what is it going to be like? And then it kicks in, and it's just so, and he looks at him, and yeah. oh, he's just he's so fascinating and just intriguing as a viewer to watch how far this guy had come in the first act when um, Guan buys him a meal and he just says nothing and he's sat in the diner. And then 
we're gone 20 years later almost or mm. maybe even more we don't know mm. to where he's now sat at that table and he's still so similar to that same little kid who sat there and shy yeah but at the same time so different yeah well. yeah and yeah as I said earlier I mean the, from chapter one to chapter two they're so similar the characters not only just the way they look but mm. the way they act in two and three there's such a big difference it's yeah. unbelievable he's almost unrecognisable because of the physical change and because of this act that he's sort of and this way that he's painted himself as just being mm. still not found who he is in his life yet. yeah that's a, that's a really good point he's, yeah he still doesn't quite know and then when he tells Kevin what he's doing now and that he's selling drugs on the streets after being in jail as well yeah Ke- Kevin can't believe it and yeah. And, and and you can see that when Kevin is telling him what he's doing with his life, mm. he's got a family, he's got a job. Yes, he's not earning. Well, he's got a child. He's not got a family. He's got a child. He's got a job. Yes, he, you know, he even says, "Look, I'm not earning a lot, but I'm, I couldn't be happier." Yeah. And then you can see that Sharon is je- not jealous, but he's he's kind of reflecting. He's envious. I think. I, I think it's fair to say that, and he's sort of reflecting on his own situation and thinking, yeah. "Look at him, and look at me." Well, he said, "Well." Again, this is sort of he says, "Don't he?" He says, "I'm trapped now. Mm. This is I'm in this life. Yeah. Can't get out of it." And he knows deep down, like he, he that could be him. He's yeah. he's he's more than capable of. And who knows? Maybe it will be. Yeah, I would have loved the fourth act when he's like fifty or something. Oh, God, Can you imagine? But you know, mm. with all these independent films, they they drip feed you information, and then you leave the cinema in a good way, asking so many questions, not yeah. in a passenger's way. Yeah, of asking questions, asking questions in terms of, I want, I want to see so much more. Mm. And I, I and I loved, I loved how it ended after they've, we see a shot of them. They they go back to his apartment, mm-hmm. and um, after he's told him that you know you're the only guy that's ever touched me. Yeah, they're sort, they're sort of just um, sat with each other just like yeah. they were the first time on the beach. Yeah. He's holding him, and then and then I lo- I loved how they for the final shot they decided to go back to Little. Yeah, and. Um, as well, I mean, they sort of throughout the film they played the sound of the waves quite often. Don't even notice yeah. that. Yeah, it sort yeah. Of dropped in. Mm. Not, it wasn't a flashback too little. It just played the sound of the waves, so you could tell that he was thinking of it. Yeah, he's always thinking of that night, mm. and he's always that sort of stayed with him for mm. his whole life. Mm. And yeah, just a, a beautiful shot to end. Yeah, and just a great way, to, great way to end. Yeah, brilliant way to end. Because you know, it wasn't just the night at the beach; it was when um, Guan had him in the sea, taught him how to swim as well. You know? So it's yeah, a lot of played a big part of his life in the two main acts. I love the first two acts. Right? I love that. That's how that sea sea scene was shot. Yeah, how the camera's half in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. you're looking at Little, and he's almost, you know, he he's so tiny in this massive sea, mm. and but it was it was again just a really nice fatherly figure moment yep. teaching him how to swim um, trying to trying to open him up trying to get him to talk mm. I, I did like as well how I'm glad he, I'm glad he kept going back to going back to that mum whatever she was called not his actual Teresa. not his actual mum Teresa I'm glad that when we saw him as a teenager he was still seeing her yeah, yeah. Um, and she was great wasn't she the uh, yeah she's in Hidden Figures isn't she she's in Hidden Figures Janelle whatever she's called yeah I can't fault any any performance no at all Getting on in time a bit, do you want to... Yeah, I've, I've just got one, one more point to bring up, just about the film in general, and then we'll get on to favourite scenes. Mm. We sort of touched on it before about the whole black 
a race thing. Mm. Now, sometimes we have to do, for example, Ghostbusters. When we reviewed that, we put after. I remember saying the first words that came out of my mouth were saying, "Right, this is a disclaimer." Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's an all woman cast. We are not slating it because it's all women. We're slating it because it was shite. Yeah. And if it, if it, if it would have been made with men, done the exact same script, it would have been shite. Whereas with this, if it would have been a white guy, a, a story of a white guy in mm. America, an all white cast, it would not have been. A, it wouldn't have been the same film, and B, I don't know. It would have just been a completely different animal. I think. Yeah. I think it sort of for it to work. It sort of had to be an all-black cast. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it too much of a race thing. And I know you sort of said before about the Oscars so white and all that stuff. And, I mean, I'd hate to think that this film's only won the Oscar because of what happened last year. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't think it has. Well, you know, I don't think it has. But the more sceptical out there would probably say it has because of just... Yeah, it, you know this day and age. Yeah, <laughs> don't fucking matter, does it? You know, you know, and that's the way the world should be, but it's not. I don't want to drag on a bit too much getting into that sort of discussion. But what do you think, man? Because yeah, I don't think it would have worked if it would have been a or white or just been. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? I definitely don't think it would have. You know, this story is all about um, poverty on the streets and drugs. Yeah, and there's no getting around the fact. That that is the that is a life mm. that is endured primarily, especially in America, by black people. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do the story of drug misuse and you know that kind of thing, I, I think it's not it's not. I don't think that's the main part of the story though. It's it's being gay in a black community. Because when you think of mm. gay people in America, you automatically think of white people. You don't think of black people. Yeah. So to do it in this way, especially you got to just say, "Well, every credit to Barry Jenkins." And especially on, you never think at of, this ta- at this stage of yeah. what's going on in America at the moment. And I, I, and you and you never imagine a gay black guy on the streets. No. In that environment, when everyone's sort of got a gun, everyone's very hard. Yeah. Everyone's dealing. Everyone's. Yeah. You know. It, yeah. It's you, you do not put that kind of a guy in that environment. Well, especially, especially when nine times out of ten, the sort of the films you've seen that trying to depict black lives in America are this sort of get rich die trying fifty cent style mm. of people moving drugs on the street corner, and it's all sort of happy slapping and what have, what have you. Yeah. So to sort of completely dive into that world, but then have this incredible moving human story is just. What just outstanding? Just mm. outstanding. Mm. It's, it's, it is extremely, extremely, and fucking brave as well. Clever, what I'd say. Clever, bold, yeah. bra- bold and brave. Very brave and and very very intelligent and just everything about it. The, yeah, the, it was raw. It was real. Masterpiece. It felt so so real. Yeah, I believed every minute. Yeah. Um, and I could definitely go go back and watch it now. Yeah, like literally. yeah, I'd love to rewatch it. Sort of. Yeah. It's oh, just. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah I'm, I'm glad we've finally seen it and if you haven't seen it yet go and see it because do not miss this one no. you know you can see superior films whenever you want no. but it's on that re-release cockers go out there and see it but it's not often a film like this comes around yeah. and it's yeah I agree with what you said at the very start of the show was the apprehension 
Um, and a lot of the time we are disappointed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time you've just got to take what critics say with a pinch of salt because, you know, how many times do we see rave reviews and then it's shit? Yeah. Or, or the opposite, we see we see a really good film which people hate or they're slating. Yeah. But this deserves everything it's got. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say to people, see it because... You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna regret it. No. And I, I just want to see it again. Yeah. I just, and and I really want to see more from Barry Jenkins. Um, yeah. I, I don't keep I, one eye on his career now. And and also, Woods is oyster now, isn't it? Yeah. And also the actors in this. Yeah. I'd love to see. I'd love to see more from all of them. You mm. know, I mean, those young actors. I hope they sort of go on and and do more because Have good careers. Yeah. Andre yeah. Holland, Trevante Rhodes. Yeah. I'd ha- I'd happily watch them in in anything because they clearly have some real real talent. And I just hope they they get the opportunity to be in other films because they deserve yeah. it. But yeah, we're almost at an hour. Oh, too um, so let's let's quickly move on to our favourite scenes. This is fucking hard. I mean, I've I think you did mention. Yeah, what I did mention was. the diner scene, and I probably would pick that still. The whole the whole scene. So when he's driving up to the diner, and when he leaves the diner. Yeah. Quite a, quite a long time. It's a good twenty minutes. But just flowed and was such an integral part of the whole film and the whole character story. Just incredibly well done. Yeah. Incredibly well done. But there's so many there's so many options I could pick. It's really I'm struggling here. There's so many I could pick. The the film is full of it's interesting because as I mentioned earlier, there's not a lot of dialogue. No. But then all of a sudden he Barry would would just, you know, chuck a scene in there which mm. which didn't not caught you off guard because of course, the whole film is very. Yeah, that's it, what he does, Bazzer. It's a very, very moving story. But one minute you're just watching him walk around school, and the next minute he's having this he's smashing a chair over something. Oh yeah. Um, but if I'm going to pick one, which well, I, please do, I have to. Um, I'm I'm, go- I'm actually going to go for the scene with Naomi Harris. Actually, no, I'm I'm going I'm to change. Although all of Naomi Harris's scenes were brilliant, I'm actually going to go for a scene with Little and. Uh, Juan, how do you pronounce it? Juan, I don't know. Yeah, when you ask him what a, what's a faggot, yeah, yeah, because he, cause he that wa- was amazing. Because he walks in and, and he's obviously not expecting him banging on the door because he's got his gun ready. He thinks it's some guy. So, and I think that's when that's when Juan's character realizes how important he is to this young lad. But he starts crying, doesn't he? Yeah, and again, not in an over exaggerated way. No, he just sort of this really nice shot of him at the end of the table, and his wife just puts his hand out to him. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, and he asks him what a faggot is, and then and then that's when Little works out that, you know, my mum's the way she is, largely down down to you, yeah. and it's it's really quite a brutal thing to be to be faced with, and yeah, and it's yeah, very very powerful. But I could have picked from any a, a number of, mm-hmm. of scenes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, no no guess no points for guessing uh, what we're going to give it, but put us out our misery then. I go for a nine and a half. Oh, really? No, ten. <laughs> Christ, I, ten. Actually, I believed you then. Ten next. Yeah, ten for me as well. Nine. Just, just a stunning film. So yeah, that's it. Um, right, do you want? Should we do something yeah. before our next one? Should we move on? Yes, we shall. Press pause. Oh, oh, I've got to say, uh, spoiler talk is now over. Yeah. Okay, so before we get on to our second review, we're going to do the news now. There's no quiz this week. Um, for obvious reasons. So in the news, a couple of trailers, and we've just watched the first one, and it's called Rough Night. 
and it's your, I mean, it's your classic summer blockbuster comedy, and it's got who's it got? Scarlett Johansson, Gillian Bell, Kate McKinnon, who we love here at Film Night. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz and a couple of others. Um, do I even need to ask Henry? What are your thoughts on this trailer? <sighs> what three words am I going to say? Complete utter dross. No, absolutely superb film. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> God, uh, yeah, complete utter dross. Yep, that's four words, isn't it? Um, just, I just don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, I think I, I don't understand. I think... A, how these films keep getting made. B, who the hell is going to go and see them? Apart from us. Well, we have to review, if we have to review Contractually well, obliged to. Well, I don't know, sometimes we do Well, miss, sometimes we can miss them out. There's just some like this, but it's just... There's some dry... The lowest of the low. Every summer we get a dry week and we've just got to see some shit. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it just then whilst we were watching it. It's about three minutes long. I've, I've literally seen the film. I've literally seen the film. I've seen the twist, which I think was a good twist in terms of don't tell us that in the in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. In terms yeah, of the yeah. guy being dead. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was going along <laughs> this way of being your generic dregs of society comedy where they're all these oh, happy-go-lucky 30-somethings all getting fucked up for one last time and all that shite. All doing cocaine. <laughs> yeah, God. I mean, have you ever seen The World's End? That's how you do it, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Absolutely. It is completely unrealistic... White suburban America bullshit. Yeah. But then when this happens, when the stripper gets gets decemated by, by, by a semi aquatic mammal, when she crushes him, I was thinking, right, okay, I didn't see it coming to be honest. I just thought it was going to be, you know, this one night, let's get fucked up night. Mm. Um, so when that happens in the trailer, I'm thinking, right, well, why tell us that? Why tell yeah. us that? It would have been a nice twist. And I'm saying nice. And it's well, if, to be fair, if it hadn't showed us that. We're even less likely to see. Yeah, you wouldn't have gone here, but like you say, I mean, Matt catch if it's a dry week, but I'm not going to look out for it. I, I just, I just think that I just feel like that I've seen this film so many times before. Well, I don't feel like I've seen it because I, I avoid <laughs> films like that, like The Plague. This time, I film, don't want though, to see. I don't like, want to subject myself to ninety minutes that I'm never going to get back. Mm. Um, and I try, yeah, I try and avoid those films like The Plague. Scarlett Johansson, what are you doing with your career? Yeah. What are you doing in this film? Yeah. Why are you? Why is your name on this? Why? Yeah. Why should it? Yeah, there's no need for her to be in this. I'm sorry, but correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not seeing her doing many comedic roles. No, um, she's in that Ghost in the Shell, which is out soon. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's comedy in it. Well, no, I'm just saying that's that's the. That's... <laughs> I'm saying she's never done. And she's made very serious pieces, hasn't she? She's never never seen a comedic side to her. Can't top why is she in the film with Kate McKinnon? Uh, yeah, just when I f- couldn't think the trailer couldn't be- get any worse, so two minutes in, Kate McKinnon pops up, and my... Putting on an Australian my- accent. Oh, she's Australian, isn't she? No. Oh, right, she's American. Mm. Oh, so obviously means she's a good accent then. <laughs> no, I thought she... Oh, no, I just thought she was Australian. No, no, no. Is she not Australian in Ghostbusters then? No. Who's Australian in that? No one. That's a bloke, isn't it? That's- <laughs> He's a guy. Emsworth, isn't it? He's an Australian guy, isn't he? You don't remember? No. He's Australian. In Ghostbusters, in Ghostbusters, the film with Kate McKinnon, the stupid dumb guy, he's played by Liam Hemsworth oh. or whatever it is. Oh Chris yeah, Hemsworth. yeah. And he's Australian. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I've got us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Digressed a bit. Yeah, but I just couldn't think of the trailer to get any worse. She popped up, hmm. and at that point, my put both my hands on the head 
in a shocked way because I just couldn't believe it when she popped up just when I couldn't think this film it wasn't appealing to me anyway I don't know why I, was, she I don't up. know why I was even surprised this is exactly the type of film that she would be in it, yeah it is actually I'm surprised Amy Schumer's not in it though. I absolutely despise Kate McKinnon. Yeah, I hate you as well. I don't know how she's got the career she's got. I don't. She's she's just completely unfunny. She, I mean, she's got to be the luckiest woman on the planet. Yeah. The talent she's got to be where she is. Fucking rich as well. I don't know what she's done to deserve that. No. She's on like Saturday Night Live and all that crap that we don't get over her. Um, yeah, just don't find her funny. Just do not find her funny at all. No. She tries too hard. That's a problem. You can see her trying so hard... But no, this film we see it. This type of film that's every shite. It's every summer's blockbuster, and this this will be this will have so many screenings on at the Odeon. Oh yeah, and then you go and put Jackie on one screen in a day at one o'clock in the afternoon. You just think, what are you doing? And Twentieth Century Women, which we haven't seen, it's been out like what three days, and oh, it's already don't get, don't get me started. It's already on its way out. Fucking Odeon. Odeon are really starting to warm me up with their with their schedulings. Yeah. So anyway, that's rough night. Oh, feel rough watching that trailer. Okay, so um, the second trailer this week is another teaser, and last week we had a couple of short teasers for new Netflix films that are coming out soon. This is another one. They seem to be pulling one out every uh, every day, don't they? This one is called Naked, and it stars Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, who is apparently in uh, Fifty Shades of Black. <laughs> Um, and Scary Movie and various other things it is a teaser hardly anything is shown but essentially he has to relive the same day over and over again and he's in a lift and he's naked yeah why have you just why have you just shown me that (laughs) because why 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 just why well Netflix what are you doing yeah I just don't understand it I've got no it just I- looks dire. I've got no idea what the actual story is. And that's not a teaser trailer to think, oh, ooh, God, good teaser trailer, that. I'm really excited to A, see it, and B, find out more before mm. it's released. I could not give a shite about that. I mean, what is the point of that? I mean, I don't what, know. What even- I don't know. I'll try and find, I'll try and find a um, synopsis if I can. Well, it's not out yet. Oh, here it, it is, 2017. Go on, give it us. I mean, it, I could probably make a good stab at it. It's out in August. Oh, right, I'll put that in my diary then. Uh, nervous about finally getting married, a guy is forced to relive the same nerve-wracking hours over and over again until he gets things right on his wedding day. That's, I'm sort of struggling for words here, to be honest. Directed by Michael Tiddles. <laughs> that well-known... Sorry, Tids. <laughs> that well-known um, director. I mean, that's an opposite. It's Marlon Wayne's, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Marlon yeah. Wayne's. I mean, he also wrote it, or co-wrote it. And that's she's a girl of scary movies as well, Regina Hall. <laughs> that's an opposite. Having just read it, how is that? Is it a film or is it a? City? It's a film. Right. Comedy. Ha, ha. Well, I'd be the judge of that. I don't think it's going to be very funny. <laughs> I mean, it just looks dire. I'll give it an hour. I'll give it a Netflix rating, one star. And that is just such a thin idea. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know what would be a good idea. We'll make you really nervous about a wedding. You can relive it until you get it right. I mean, what? I just pathetic, pathetic. And that's been commissioned. And I mean, we, I could come yet up. again. I know this is just this really is for 
the subhuman scum of society we who could find this stuff funny with such better ideas and if, if if this is getting the green light then surely we can get some naked f- rough night pathetic it's all you got mm. god almighty and this is why when a film like Moonlight comes out you have to appreciate it whilst it's out because, <sighs> because mind be- wonders mate I don't understand how things like this are still getting made and people are still going to see it and enjoying it mm. oh fuck Fucking hell, fire. Yeah. Can we move on, please? I've got nothing more to say. <coughs> no. Absolute shambles. Me neither. Um, What's yeah. going on? That's unfortunately it for news this week, yeah. That's, that's all we've got. I'm I'd free. rather watch Tomboy. <laughs> that's, all <laughs> we've, that's all we've got. Let's move on. Okay, so it's now time for our second review this week. And on Monday we went to the Farrell Film Society and we saw... A French film called Barden Barden, and it's directed by Rachel Lang, and it stars Salome Richard, Swan Arlo, and Claude Gensac. And the synopsis is, charts the trials and tribulations of Anna, a free-spirited 26-year-old returning home to Strasbourg for the summer, after living abroad for long enough to feel out of place everywhere. There isn't a clip, um, because it's in French. We. Oui. We oui, yes. We miss you. Très bon. I mean, we are going to keep this brief, but, I mean, what did you think of Barden Barden? Barden Barden, I thought it was boring, boring. <laughs> yes. Honestly, well it was just over 90 minutes. 96 minutes. 96 minutes. It felt like three hours. Uh, and the rest. Mm. I mean, it just wouldn't end. It was so long. It was so boring. It was. I was just didn't have a clue what was going on. I was drifting in and out of sleep. Yeah, um, I think we all were. <laughs> to be honest, I think we were all asleep. I was sat next to Rich and I said, "I hope this is bloody good because I am knackered. If this isn't good, I'm going to go." Mm. And I just kept drifting in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Um, I I was just so uninterested. And you talk about Moonlight then in terms of really being behind the character and, and just wanting them to su- su- succeed and just believing, them, believing in them. I was just not interested in the main character in this at all. Some of the shots, some of the scenes were just trying to be this dead arty and what have you and just unnecessary. Just, just completely uninspiring. Dull. I mean, the main, <laughs> the main films, the main premise when she goes back to her hometown is Strasbourg. When she goes back Strasbourg. there, she's redecorating the bathroom of her grandma's. Of her grandma. Yeah. Which is. It's hardly inspiring stuff, is it? Is this supposed to be an actual film? Now listen, I mean, there's plenty of films where what's happening is maybe not necessarily the most entertaining thing, but you before you know it, no, you're but, just falling it the whole way, you're just but, loving it. Or there's at least a reason to it, or... Like I, Daniel Blake, for example, you look at that on paper, you think, well, there's not much to this, really, but mm. then it, you turn out, you, you finish it, and it's just an absolute mm. stroke of genius. Or there's, yeah, or like, in that one, there's meaning there. Yeah. This... Or just a thin, a thin story. I'm not being harsh when I say that, but a sort of a thin storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have absolutely no idea what was actually happening. Yeah. Not just because, I mean, we've seen so many foreign language films, so that's not a part of it. No, 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 it's no, no. It's the fact that just, it was just so confusing. It's just the fact that... It's just, bo- it's just all boring. It, all it was, was following her. I mean, that first shot of her in the car, all we saw for about five minutes was the side of her face. I didn't mind that, though. No, I didn't mind that... No, overacted I mean, from the main guy, but always shouted at her. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And that's why I sort of stepped out of it. No, but I just I just felt during that scene and during a lot of the scenes that this film is trying to be something that it just isn't, mm. and it's trying to be. Re- I don't. I, I kept thinking to myself, right? It, there's obviously much more to this than I'm getting here, but I I I, I do not understand what it was trying to get across. Like, okay, I don't. okay, she's a young girl. She's she's a show, she's a what ta- taxi driver or something. She, yeah, she drives this sort of celebrity around. So she's yeah, she drives celebrities around, takes them to the airport, right? Okay. So she comes back home after, is it quite a long time or something? Yeah, she came home for the summer, didn't she? Came home for the summer, sees her grandma, who's not very well, yeah. uh, meets this guy at a DIY store, he helps her do up her grandma's bathroom, right? So what? Yeah. And that synopsis you just read there, I didn't find it, I didn't find that at all. I I agree with you. What I didn't understand the bits where she was trying to find herself, and where she did feel out of place. She didn't feel out of place to me, she felt like she'd just gone back home. Mm. And started meeting up with her ex-boyfriend and people she'd had flings with and whatever. And all her old mates. She didn't strike me as this character who was so out of place and couldn't understand herself in the world. Mm. And that's what I just didn't get. I thought, am I missing something here? She se- she seems very, very confident in her own skin. Yeah. She she knew exactly who she was. Yeah. She knew exactly what the type of person she wanted to be. Mm. So I, yeah. It wasn't this sort of son of, son of soul character where... But he's followed throughout the whole film, and he's mm. his character is conflicted in all these different emotions and whatever. I mean, I just we, didn't get that with her. At all. Were we supposed to actually take out back her? No, or, but back her for what? What are we? What are we supporting for her what for? What cause? She is she living a horrible life? No, she, she's she's still young. She's mm. she's got she's got age on her side. You know what? She's got a pretty decent job. She she's driving a bloody nice car. Yeah. Must be paid pretty well. Yeah, okay, grandma's ill and her dad, she, she seems to have a bit of a rocky relationship with, but we see him like twice. Um, and she, yeah, ex-boyfriend, well, okay, maybe he's, a, he didn't seem that bad of a guy. He was a bit weird, but he wasn't. Mm. Why, why, why am I supposed to be rooting for this girl? What, yeah, exactly. She, she's not got a bad life. Mm. And, and mm. yeah, maybe if it was more obvious that she didn't really know who I mean, she Christ, was. I mean, me and Richie went and saw Deepan last week. Yeah. And you can go listen to that review, mm. what we thought of it. But that was a story, and that was a situation where you you were rooting for him, and you were rooting for his wife and his daughter. And mm. again, that was set in France, actually, funnily enough. And yeah, I mean, that was told in a good way for most of it. And you were backing him. Like, yeah. you were backing main dude in Moonlight tonight at the very um, but with yeah. just this I was just so unengaged just so uninterested oh, I was I wasn't even tired and it put me to sleep yeah it was so strange like one minute I was awake and next minute I was asleep yeah and, and you know at the very least when you go and see a film the, the, the very least you expect is you want to believe the character because mm. that's the whole point of acting you act you're a character you want you I don't necessarily think she was a bad actress, though. No, I don't think she was a bad actress, but the story she was placed in... It's all down to the direction. The scenes she she was acting the in, writing. the relationship she had. You know, how am I supposed to believe that this is a girl who's who's struggling? Mm. This is the, and, and like you said, yeah, she clearly knows who she is. Mm. She's very confident. Yeah, well, go and see Moonlight. Go and see Deepan. That's, that's a fucking struggle. She bloody she bloody jumped into... into driving around in a Porsche with... Two guys on the go, 
She jumped into a shower. She's obviously confident with this guy. Yeah, exactly. She didn't think twice. She went, knocked on the door. He's like, well, what are you doing? She's in, the next minute, she's in there. Exactly. She's not shy. She's Whoa. she's got she's, she's not lonely. She's got mates. Yeah. I don't understand what her... She's a jack of all trades. She knows how to uh, put a shower up. Yeah, she... I, I don't understand. No. I, I, I am completely on your side. Why are we following her story? I'd, be lo- I'd love to see the... Um... Um, scores that we give it on the Final Film Society. Um, well, the, the main guy, the organiser who we speak to every week, yeah. he came out and I, I looked to him and was like, Oof. and he sort of he sort of said he was like nodding, like thinking I was thinking was in yeah, really good. He liked it. I don't know what he saw in it. I really don't. Well, that's interesting. Then um, I do. I'm the, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a high rating in the nineties. I don't know what it is. I, it's it's not that it's foreign. We've seen bloody loads of foreign films. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. that I, could, I just because a character isn't speaking English doesn't mean I can't connect with them. No, 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 no. no, no, no I mean, come. We, how many? We've been we here. are of the higher echelons of film watching, and yeah, we without trying to sound boastful, we watch very good stuff a lot of the time, and yeah, a majority of that is foreign language films. So that isn't an element. If you don't understand something, you don't quite follow it because of a foreign language film. That's not because it's in subtitles. That's because it's written badly, acted badly, or directed badly, or a combination of the three. Mm. Which I think this was a combination of those three. Even though I don't think she was a bad no, actress, I... I think the people around her were very poor. Yeah, I don't think she was too bad. No. I just... There's, there's no... The I, quite liked her, I quite liked her performances and yeah. parts. The best yeah. scenes were with... The best parts of this film were with her and her grandma, and her and the bloke trying to do the... Yeah. He he was a funny character. They should have fought him in more. Yeah. He was, he was very funny. It was funny, and it was just classic slapstick. You yeah, know, well, yeah, oh yeah, it was classic slapstick. You know, li- putting on his helmet, and then the next minute hitting his helmet. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. Easy. But yeah. I was laughing at that. Yeah. And, and I, I just fell asleep again after as soon as he left. But the, the main problem with the film is that where there is no story here. Yeah, yeah. There is no yeah. story to follow no. or to be engaged with. No. Yeah, I agree. I thought she was all right. But also, oh, I had a good point there. Oh, yeah. What what was the character, you know, it started to get maybe slightly, something started to happen when she met that guy at the building site and she started talking to him and she asked for his number and she was like flirting with him. And then he, she wanted him to fix the bathroom because... Yeah, but, and th- but he wanted nothing to do with her. Yeah. And then he comes back later. And he just goes away again. And goes away again. He says he's going to join the army. And then there's that weird... Fa- <sighs> there's that weird final scene where it's all oh, about... Oh, Christ. It'll come back to me now. He- what a pointless ending. She's sat next to him and she's like, oh, I'm glad I've brought you here. And then it's this... It's this build- building. It's this building, which is obviously like architecturally cool shape or whatever. Fine. And she's like, you know, this was built by man. It, it, it just... It, <laughs> it, it, it symbolises hope and strength. And then the two of them just stare at it. And uh, what is the message? Well, I think the message was that he was going to the embassy if he was going to get kicked out of the country, wasn't he? Oh, was that what he was going to do? Well, yeah. I mean, we sort of talked about it. He said, oh, I'm a French citizen, but I think it was all the whole because he was, say, didn't look like he was a oh, full French Yeah, period. I remember him saying that. He might have had relatives and an upbringing mm. in, Eastern, in sort of East Asia or Europe or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, by this point, I was in and out of... Yeah, because this, yeah, this, this was really near the end. Yeah. and yeah, I think that's what the thing was. But it was just so sort of thin, sort of threadbare. It was just, it was just so uninteresting. And that only began to develop in the last t- 10 minutes. Yeah. So what yeah. was everything before that? Yeah. 
I can't believe when I looked at the watch it was only 96 minutes or 90 yeah, minutes that is a short film minutes, sorry. it's actually a short film that's mental the whole film was just incredibly strange and I was just really struggling yeah. to fathom you know the, but not strange the, in a not strange in a, a cure for wellness no, strange ju- no just strange as in what why what is going on here what why, what am I supposed to be getting Yeah. what am I taking away from this I, I just didn't see what how is it a film? How is it a story? <laughs> there is no story. How is it a film? There is no... Yeah. Nothing to be hooked on. No. And I just found it all completely weird. And just rubbish. And what a terrible, terrible... Yeah. Just dire. Dire. And it's a shame because we're not, it's not often we get bad ones from Foul Film Society, so... No, usually. You know, it's a very short list of bad ones. That we yeah, we can forgive you, Foul Film Society, but make oh, sure... Fault, but... Make sure next week we get... A... <laughs> We said we only talk about it briefly, we waffled on a bit. Yeah. Um, I've got nothing more to say apart from it was just. Well, what, was your, what was your favourite scene there? Oh, God. Um, in the bathroom. With oh, the guy yeah. when he's. Yeah, when, he's, when you said before, popping on his helmet. Bit of slapstick. Mm. Um, also, another funny bit was when she actually went to the hard DIY shop, B&Q, whatever it was, and I stayed, and she was he was taking her around on a tour of all the little bathrooms that she could buy and that. Mm. And he was sort of getting in him as a man. Funny. That was funny. He was a funny character. He was yeah. Decent part of the film. That was the only decent parts of it. Yeah. I'll have to go with the same scene. And to, yeah, to be fair, some of the scenes with Grandma were good, but. Yeah, they were okay, but. Put it out of it. I don't really know what they were trying to do yeah. there. Like when she fell off her seat and the whole. I mean, was that just a bit. Was that purely there for a bit of comedy? But I why? Think so. I don't know. so much of it I was just questioning as to why have I just seen that. <laughs> Is there any point to it, or is it just yeah. filling time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the thinnest storyline ever, I think. Um, yeah, I think Survivor said more of a story. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, I'll go the same scene then when he's in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Just, a, just a genuinely quite funny character. Mm. And uh, what are we giving it then? It's got a f- one. Mm. It's not a lot. It's not in that level. No, it's not in the level of. Spavalist passengers, yeah, etc. You've got to be careful when you're dishing out 0.5s. There's quite some good shots. I mean, some of the cinematography was alright. Yeah, there were some good shots. And well, she, I mean, apart from that. And although everything she did was just, you know, pointless, mm. she herself was quite a good actress. Yep. I didn't mind her. Yeah. So I guess you've got to give it something. Mm. Uh, I'll go with. I'll go with the 1.5. Just... Fair enough. Yeah. Glad to know what Richie would have given it. I think he would have been the Greens. Yeah. We can ask him next week, but I mean, I think all three were in, all three of us looked at each other at the end as soon as the credits started rolling and just sort of had a moment of. What the hell? Yeah. That's interesting, though, that you say, like you spoke to the end, he sort of enjoyed it. I mean, mm. listen, this is a good thing about film, isn't it? Yeah. That's such a good art form. You just sort of people interpret it in a different way to other people. Yeah. But, I think he's got it wrong on that occasion. Yeah, I can't. I can't see anything with that film that that that's engaging. I just, I just do. Unless not... we all three of us fell asleep at, at the a most integral film. part of the film. Yeah, unless we've missed it. <laughs> unless there's one scene that none of us have seen that's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> if you see that, you the think. Key. Oh, right. <laughs> Dear. Ah. Oh. So yeah, that's Baden Baden. I wouldn't recommend it. No. Let's move on then. Finally, then we'll finish off with what we've... <laughs> we'll finish off with what we've watched this week. Um, Henry, what have, have you seen? Anything? Uh, 
No films. Um, just sort of if you have bits of, on telly that I've been talking about previously, so nothing much to report on there. Mm. Um, just two things that I've finished off. So first one was No Offense. Um, oh yeah, talking about that. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, nowhere near as good as the first series. And to be honest, I actually nearly gave up on it. Because mm. I got it was seven episodes this one, which is a bit too long, really. Last one was six, and six is all you want from this sort of thing. Mm. Seven, you just try and drag it out a bit over seven episodes. And I was sort of got to four in, and I just I didn't really know what was going on. I sort of lost its completely lost its way. And I thought I had three left that I taped, and I thought, right, that's I'll well just get this finished. Mm. And it was just very rubbish, actually, pretty bad. Oh, nice. And the, yeah, I loved the first one. Yeah, that is. Yeah, because the first I, one was quite original. A bit of a piss take out of this whole cop show. Yeah, I remember you were quite. Yeah, roles reverse. A lot of women in the head positions and that, and it was actually quite funny. Mm. Very, very funny. But yeah, it also I'm, had a good story and a believable story and an engaging case. Mm. Whereas with this one, there's so many. This series, so many side stories, where we're a not interested in. And B, it just got confusing. It just got all tangled up in this web of what is happening, what's going on. It lost its way. It really did lose, lose its way. Don't forget, if we're going to do another one, I don't know if you are. It's on Channel 4. I will not watch it. Uh, what a shame, because, yeah, I remember you, do, you you did like the first season. I liked it, and then really didn't like this one. And just, you know, just one of those stories where there's so much going on, you just think, mm. just lose yourself in it. Yeah. And that's what happened. And it stopped being a bit, it stopped being funny as well. I just found it to be quite jarring by the end of it. Um, yeah. Mm. So I was, I was quite disappointed. Quite right. Disappointed. Okay. Um, and then rewatched the series on Netflix that we were talking about last week. Um, popped up in my feed. I don't know. Massive, big, featured one. You know, we like play mm. a little mm. trailer. And, mm. that. and it was for love because the new one's coming out tomorrow or today. Oh, the new series? Series season two, yeah. Had you already seen it? Yeah. And oh. it said, oh, it said, Rewatch the first one. Pop up, say, oh, rewatch the first one. To get, yeah. re- to get ready for the new one. Yeah, I thought, yeah, we're having. I will. We're only half an hour long. Um, yeah, I, on the rewatch, it was not as good as the first time round. Were you kind of watching it in the hope Have that. Have you seen it? No. Oh, right. I think we- Richie has already. Richie has. Were, were you kind of watching it with the hope that. Right, I'll give it another go because maybe I wasn't quite. No, the reason I sort of rewatched it was because, well. It flashed up on the screen and I thought, I can't really remember how it ended. Um, mm. Got ten half hour episodes. It's easy watching. Because the first time, I remember you, you didn't, you know, you didn't hate it, but it didn't really grab you. No, it didn't really grab me. It's sort of middle of the road average, and it was nowhere near on the level of Master of None because that's what we were talking about last week. Oh yeah, can't wait um, for that. yeah, we can't wait for season two of that. Um, and it sort of came out not long after Master of None. But to be honest, because I've been sort of dead busy this week, I've just wanted something to watch. I mean, I'm still watching like Arrested Development and that, but just something that I've seen before and I've sort of want to get back into it because I do want to watch the second season. And because, yeah, because I've been so busy, I just want to watch something that I know and, and just... Mm. And because I can't quite remember exactly what had happened. Um, do you think you'll watch the second series? I'll watch the second se- se- season, yeah, but it was even worse than I thought it was on a rewatch. Dear, dear. And it's, it's really disappointing because it's direct, it's written by and created by Judd Apatow, who's oh, made yeah. some good stuff over the years. Yeah. And this is not his finest work. His writing's not great. I mean, 
His, ten, his ten episodes, some of them are very good. Some does, of them are does he, terrible. Does he usually do series or is he more films? He's more of a film guy, isn't he? But, hmm. um, Maybe the longer form isn't for him. Yeah, and the, the main problem is is just <laughs> for two main characters. Um, Paul Rust, who plays Gus, the guy, I mean, he's such a square, he's such a geek. It's sort of, <laughs> it's sort of grating how, <laughs> how much of a fucking nerd he is. And he's got one of those faces, mate. I just want to punch him. As <laughs> you want to punch him. He's so annoying when he starts speaking, and I just, I'm just not backing him in, in his pursuit of uh, Gillian Jacobs. So who's, to be fair, I mean, I've not seen a lot of Community. Um, I know Richie, obviously, is a massive fan of it. But what I have seen of Community, she's very funny in it. And again, this, no, I don't really like her at all. I mean, she's just a stonkled bitch. <laughs> she's trying to be this sort of right. off-the-cuff girl, playing hard to get and all that. I was like, no, you're just a bitch. Hmm. And some of the, some of the character decisions... You just scratch your head. You just think that would not happen. <laughs> that would not happen. You wouldn't do that. And it's the same for both the mains, the boy and the girl. And it just wasn't. I just didn't enjoy it. I mean, I will watch the second season just out of interest. And mm. It's just mm. one of those where you don't. I don't have to concentrate to watch it. But yeah, yeah. it's nowhere near the level of Master of None. Because in Master of None, you're rooting for Aziz Ansari. Yeah. And the girl whose name escapes me. But two good actors, well played, full, yeah. full of humour. And Eric Wareheim as well. Eric's the whole ca- The whole cast. Yeah, but you're sort of rooting for them to get together by the end of it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with this, you're just not. Because yeah. we're both just dicks. And, and Master of None, I won't like, go into it, but that ended on such a perfect way. Well, for a second season, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I mean, the ending of this is sort of set up well. And I will watch it, but it's not on that level. If I was going to give it a Netflix rating, I'd probably give it a very generous free, which is right. middle of the road. Because some episodes are good, to be fair. Hmm. Some episodes aren't. Inconsistent, then. Yeah, very inconsistent. And like I said before, Judd Apatow, what are you doing, lad? I know you can do better than this. And I think Paul, Paul Rust is the star. He wrote it as well, and the exec produced. Hmm. So I think Judd Apatow wrote and exec produced. Hmm. Um, very disappointing. Well, that reminds me, we didn't even mention, you saw on the credits of Moonlight, Brad Pitt. Well, yeah, Brad Pitt is executive producer of Moonlight, yeah, yeah, with yeah. someone else. I've missed that somehow, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and and, and fair play, you know, because he's not, they've not publicised that, they've not, they used that as a way to try and drag in anyone, have they? Um, well, that's decent, yeah. Yeah, did a good job. <laughs> mm. You never, you, you know, with these producer roles, you never quite know what... How much input? How much they actually do? Might he, his name was above the other person, so I don't know. Because sometimes it could just be a case of, you know, he's a consultant, and maybe, yeah. maybe he, maybe he simply suggested a couple of things that they, mm. you know, you never know. But like Kenny Baker or something. Yeah. R2D2, yeah. Consultant money for. Yeah, something maybe, but yeah, and then just put the title producer on so they can get a credit. But to be fair, yeah. Because yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know he's an exec producer. Of this I, had, I had no idea. No. Anyway, that's off topic. Um, Right, so two dodgy Netflix... Bloody hell, Netflix. On their arse, aren't they, at the moment? Jesus. That naked and what we saw last week, Okja. Fuck it. Too fair, War Machine, we're talking to Brad Pitt. That looks all right. Yeah, but... I'm coming out with some more shite. There's another one that popped on my homepage. Might have been yesterday. Amy Schumer live show. Oh, leather, the leather one. Yeah. I saw a trailer for um, it. Absolutely. Netflix recommends... Uh, no yeah. way on God's green. But, but that isn't. You do if you're a male, male. You do not watch that. 
Have you seen? Did you see the trailer for it? If, if, if you've got a brain cell, you don't. Well, watch. of course, but you know. Well, I didn't have to. I didn't have a choice in seeing the trailer. I turned Netflix on, and it was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I saw Amy streaming la- latex, but it's first not... of all, I gipped. <laughs> second of all, <laughs> second of all, I turned it off straight away. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not for that the... site. Is not for the faint-hearted. Amy Schumer no. in latex, fucking hell, fire. That's one image I want to get out of my head. Yeah. No, that that's that's if you're a female with one brain cell, because <laughs> on the trailer the entire audience is just girls going giddy, and because it's all these jokes about you don't really understand if sex. you're a girl, sex and guys and periods. You know, Ugh. it's all it's just not it's. it's but that doesn't mean that can... every girl finds it funny. It's just again, no, no, the it's just... of society, yeah, the riffraff, yeah, and it, the and great it... unwashed, <laughs> scum, scum, subhuman scum. Yeah, as Alan Partridge would call them. Yeah, yeah. Um, clearly targeted at them. But yeah. yeah, Amy Amy Schumer's another one who I don't know who I hate more, her or Kate McKinnon. At the moment, it's Kate McKinnon because I've just seen her more more recently. Mm. But Amy Schumer, she's another one. How has she got the career she's got? I will never ever know. Anyway, um, because people like us talk about her, obviously. Yeah, that's what she likes, and she, she. What was that thing we we read? Oh, um, don't give her any more airtime, Barbie. That was it. Um, so is that it for you? Yeah, that's it, mate. Right. Yeah, not a lot from me. No, no... Apart, from, apart from, I'm sorry. To be fair, as villages, villages, this sounds because I finished. People just do nothing. Corrupt FM, which I know. Richie, oh, shit, I've still not started that. Richie's been watching it. I forgot about that. To get my corrupt FM fix, I've been going on YouTube and just searching them. And we've got loads of DJ sets and stuff. We've done loads of interviews with One Extra and BBC really? Radio 1. Got loads of interviews and lo- loads of footage on there. So I've just been watching loads of that, actually. It's taken <laughs> up a lot of my time. Right. In a great way. <laughs> um, so I've been watching a lot of the content. We've got loads of shit online. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Corrupt FM. Right. And a lot of uh, cricket, actually, because ODI's on, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, speaking of cricket... Watched a very interesting. I've keep this very brief. Uh, documentary on Sky Sports about the English England's women's cricket team called England Women on Tour or something. It was filmed last year. It was the first year that they were professional, became a fully mm, professional mm. team. Just followed them in the West Indies in Sri Lanka, a part of the ICC Women's Championships. Very interesting. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. Um, anyway. <coughs> yeah. No films from me. Um, no. Just some trashy shit, really. Like I saw. Yeah, um, that's what. That's why I just wanted to watch Love. To be honest, too. Yeah. Move sometimes, ain't it? Yeah. So I watched. Um, Blue Mountain State. No. <gasps> oh, it's gone. There's back. so many things on my watch list. Like I want to see that, and I want to see that people just do nothing. Just, yeah, like those things sound right up my street. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having our time. Once, yeah. once you need. Oh, Richie's watching people. Just, just so many deadlines at the moment. Yeah, I know. So yeah. I, I watched. I watched Anton Dex. I thought I'd take my ass back on. Oh dear. Um, I actually, I am a fan of that show, but... I used to be. I, don't, I think I watched a few of them last year and I just gave it. Because I do like Anton Deck, but there's two, there's only been two this, this season so far. They've just really dipped. Really? I, I find, anyway. Well, it's just Saturday night shite, isn't it? I mean, it is just thrown together. And to be fair, that show must be a nightmare to produce because it's just so many different segments thrown yeah. to, It's just a clusterfuck of a programme. I don't oh, know. I've seen it many times over the years. But... Yeah, the first two have been pretty poor. Like, right, well, I've got I've got no interest in watching it anymore. The, and also, there's a lot more errors because it's live. Yeah. There's been a few errors, and you didn't used to notice that as much. I don't know; they've just gone off the boil a bit. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, oh, I watched the first 
the first episode of the new season of top series of Top Gear. That was on Sunday. Um, what? Which? What? Top? Actual Top Gear? Actual Top Gear. But come back on already. Already, yeah. Do you even know? Who's presenting it now? It's it's the same except without Chris Evans. Um, and to be fair, it's so much better without him. He, he was <laughs> right. He he was clearly. I mean, I still don't think Matt LeBlanc's great. No. But to be fair, he's actually not that bad. Like, right. it, it's such a better program without Chris. Because Chris Evans just, I mean, I didn't even watch the whole series because of how bad it was. But he just dominated it all with his overbearing personality, tr- thinking he's, you know, this really funny, funny guy. And mm. but w- with him out of it, it was a lot better. Obviously, it's still nothing like the old three. The, but there's a new studio, which looks really cool. Um, they had James McAvoy on as the guest. He was quite good talking about Split and stuff. Um, Christ, get old. He's a bit old, isn't it? Yeah, well, news. well, no, it wasn't really. T- I mean, they obviously had to mention it, but he was more like talking about his cars and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's Matt LeBlanc, and then the two other new guys who we saw in the last series, but they were, didn't really present it. They were more just like there for the films. The two black guys, R- Rory Reed and uh, something Harris, Chris yeah, Harris. You're really not selling it to me, so Chris far. Harris. It's still not as good as it was, and it's still shy, and it never will be. No, I actually wouldn't say it was shy. I did cry like this first series, first episode of the new series. Um, did you watch all of the last series? No, not with not with Chris Evans. How much did you watch him? I watched like three or four of them. Yeah. Um, I gave up before. I the watched end. half an hour of the first one. <laughs> yeah. When Jesse Eisenberg got on, yeah. turned it off. Yeah. Well, they've got rid of that now. When they get the celebrity on, they don't do that I'm shit. I'm so interested. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, okay. But I'm no, just... I'm, I, I'm, no, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm not going to watch it. They have improved it. It's much better without Chris. Right. And they do actually talk. They do actually talk to the actors about interesting stuff rather than just oh what car did you have when you were and they've got rid of that shitty new um, you know they've gone back to the old track instead of the new mud bit well I don't know I didn't watch it did I yeah well you know the old Top Gear track yeah in the last series with Chris Chris Evans um, mm. they added this new bit where it's like um, an off road bit oh, really trying to change it up but they've gone back to normal right. it's better it's much better right. watch that and then I also watch um, I've almost finished the first series of uh I'm Alan Partridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the first time watch for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because we watched a couple before Joe arrived at Richie's a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it's just, I, I absolutely loved it. So, um, I, I wanted to, I, wanted... I love the first series. I love both, both series. Yeah. I don't think the second one's probably better. Right. I love the first one though. Right, because Joe thought the first one was better than the last one. Yeah, I know. I mean, mm. they're both outstanding so yeah. you can't complain. It, it's just so funny. Lady Boy. That's a favourite episode. Well, the Sam Pegg's in that, isn't he? Yes, when he's got a, when he does the advert for the for the water thing, whatever. Yeah, it's it, it's just such. I mean, that character is just a comedy genius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Steve Coogan is a comedy genius, and how he acts, how he performs it, written everything about the program. I, it's just one of those things that superb. Isn't it? It's one of those things that I'm just incredibly late to. Um, yeah, but at least you got on it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, nearly finished season one. Right. When he, so he's still in the hotel. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, amazing program. Just love it. Cockpit partridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, g- yeah, give me another series, you shit. <laughs> Smell my cheese, you mother. <laughs> this country. <laughs> yeah, this country. <laughs> it is brilliant. So yeah. I've been watching that, and then there was one other thing. What was it? Oh Christ! 
Um, oh, Christ. The last person to watch it, and this is why I don't want to bang on about it, because it's four weeks in a row we've spoken about oh, it Oh, I know what this is. But um, what's it called? Confessions of Paparazzi. Yeah, con- yeah with, with what's-his-face. George Bambi. George Bambi, yeah. Finally, finally watched it. And it's just, you know, you build these things up, and I was a bit, you know, is it going to be as good as they've built it up to be? But it was. Um, it's, it, it's outstanding. It's just... I am actually surprised it's not a written character. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous, isn't it? There were so many points where I thought, surely that's been written, or surely this is he's put, putting this on, but he's not. Um, he's not at all. No, no. Um, so that was one of the funniest programs I've seen. <laughs> God knows how long. Yeah, Peter K would have definitely been proud he of it. He literally is like a Peter K character. And if he's seen it, I bet he's thought, why the fuck didn't I think <laughs> it was yeah. perfect for me? Yeah. That, you can just imagine a whole episode in that PK thing oh, dedicated to him. He looks like Max a bit. If he had a goatee, he'd actually look like Max, <laughs> yeah. like Max and Penny. Yeah. Uh, so I, I hope he gets a spin off, but he won't. Oh, it's, 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 it's probably good that it's just a one off. Yeah. Just outstanding. Yeah. Um, so The Last of Us, The Last of Us to see that, and, and that's something that all four of us have just absolutely loved. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Um, and um, that is it. Right. So. Um, how do we end it I can't remember now um, oh yeah if you've got any comments or you can find us on Twitter at Filmlight underscore mm. we're on Facebook we're on YouTube we're on what's the other podcast we're on iTunes Stitcher iTunes Stitcher Acast Acast on them all um, we're on them all um, Filmlight podcast make sure we get right one though because we found a rival didn't we yeah we found another well American scumbags yeah there's another podcast out there also by the name of Filmlight we've got 30 episodes aren't we yeah 30 in two, and, and they actually formed just before us apparently Fantastic. according to Richie yeah. so very lazy slackers um, so make sure it is us we, ours is the logo that looks a bit like the Reservoir Dogs poster yeah you know, you, can't miss it can't miss it listen to us on there and uh, apart from that Anything else to say? Go visit filmlightpodcast.com. Oh, of course, yes. Filmlightpodcast.com is where you can see all our episodes, plus any written articles we've done, which we haven't, we haven't done it in a while, but busy time. Um, Unfortunately, I'm doing a lot of writing at the moment. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully next week we'll all be back as one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, shit, we're in Belfast. Shine a light, yeah. Me, you and Joe are in Belfast. Oh, yeah. So it might be a one-man episode. <laughs> We'll have to do it early, early in the week then. Yep, I'll have to go see Kong Skull Island early. That should be fun. I can't wait for that Sam Jackson. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, but that's it then. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Johnny B. What a car crash. Uh, Richie, we need you. So now it's a stop, isn't it? Yeah.